Disclaimer. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, locals, and incidents are either the products of the other's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. A knock was heard at the door. It was the boat's captain who tells Stephen they have arrived at Drury Island. Demir called for Ivia, instructed her to bring her some clothes. As she was ready to go out with a blue dress, Stephen told her, You look beautiful, my love, but put some clothes or a face mask. Cover your face as much as you can. And while we are here, do not say your name to anybody. Why not? said Demir. He made a long pause. Because people here do all kinds of magic and sorcery. I wouldn't want a spell on you. Steve, I don't believe in magic or spells or anything like that, said Demir. I don't know why, as you casted a spell on me. He reached out to her and they kissed. They had arrived at the capital of the island, a picturesque small city full of life. In every street there were many stores, for anything the mind can imagine. They passed a store full of flamingos that were being sold as companion mascots. A lot of people from different parts of the world were walking through or having a bite at a well-established restaurant or improvised food courts. It was easy to spot that some of them were merchants, doing their products negotiation to the best bid. The couple walked the Senegal town. They arrived to a place with a small purple door. They entered. Inside, there was a long hallway. Where it seemed to end, there was an entrance to a warehouse, full of anything you can imagine, among spices, art, and a lot of wine. At the end of the venue, there was a large man with a very strong voice. He was giving orders and seemed to be the owner of the place. He saluted Stephen very effusively as they arrived near him. Stephen, the least one I thought of seeing today, said the man. Hello, Magner. I am here on my way back to the room. But I need you to provide me with purple salt. A lot of purple salt. Ooh, I'm glad His Majesty had enjoyed it, said the man. Yes, yes, I had enjoyed it. I have a boat on the pier. Uh, how long will it take? Uh, here. I wrote what we need in this piece of paper. He handed a sheet to the large man. Tell me how long it will take you to gather everything, and don't lie to me, as we want to go back as soon as possible, said Stephen. The man checked the list. It will take about a week to get all of this, Steve. Well, if you can't, maybe someone else will, 
said Stephen. No, 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 no. I can. Won't be easy, but you have three days. And don't abuse on the prices, Magner. I got it. I got it. Okay. Now, you better tell me who is this beautiful lady here with you. Demir had removed her face mask as it was hot at the warehouse. This is the soon-to-be queen of the Noidian Palace. The man took the lady's hand and kissed it while doing a reverence. Milady, you have really beautiful eyes. He frowned. Haven't we met before? I don't think so. This is my first time at Drury Island, said the lady. Well, enough with the introductions. Demir and I are busy. So let me know when everything is ready, and please do it quick. We don't want to be here more time than needed. As they were about to exit the place, Stephen stopped Demir and helped her to put back her face mask. He said, It's important that people don't know who you are, as some of these people are pirates who will do anything to get some easy money. Steven and Demir walked across town. He showed her the most important places of the city. They stopped at some shops. At a jewelry store, he bought her a nice pair of earrings, blue as her dress. When they were fatigued, they took a peculiar transport, a carriage that was pulled by a man wearing a strange flat hat. He took them to a fancy place to eat. When they arrived, the place was full. There were no empty tables. Stephen saluted the major death, who guided them through all the busy tables and sat them into a closed room with only one table but it had a balcony with a mesmerizing view of the downtown. After finishing their meal, Demir went to the restroom. While in there, one of Magner's workers arrived to the place and tried to give Stephen a message. He wasn't allowed inside. Instead, Stephen was called out. Meanwhile, the princess returned to the room. There was a young waiter cleaning out the table. She asked for her companion. And as the young men couldn't tell her, she got scared. She walked through all the tables, looking for Stephen. And as he was discussing some issues with the worker at the back door, she got out of the place on the front door. Please do visit us again soon, milady, said a waiter. Yes, uh, do you know... Uh, how can I go to the pier? I know it's not far, said Demir. Of course. First time here, huh? Okay. You have to walk to the way to the tricky street, then go and turn around. Steven got back to their table and found some people seated there. What? Who are you? What are you doing here? Oh, where is uh, Where is the lady who was here before? said Stephen, who was clearly upset. 
The man at the table said something to him in a language he had never heard before. The high volume of the voices broke the maitre who asked what was the problem. The voices kept going louder and louder. Some waiters were called inside as things were going into the wrong direction. One of the waiters who arrived at the room, hearing Stephen's argument, concluded he was asking for the lady he gave directions to the dog. Placed himself in front of him, managed to get his attention and explained what happened. Stephen stormed out of the place following the man's directions, and as fast as he could, he got into the pier, found an idiot who was eating some fruit on a bench near the boat. Have you seen Demer? No, since you left this morning, sir, said the maid. What happened, sir? Where is the princess, Demer? Is she okay? No, I don't know. She left. Help me look for her. You go to the... Ah, oh, no, wait. You don't know the place, said Stephen. I was born here, sir. I can help you, answered Idia. Why didn't you tell me that before? Well, in that case, let's separate and walk back to the place we were. After walking through many streets, Stephen found Demir in a small park where some kids were playing. Demir! Demir! screamed the man as he was still far from her. Her face lighted it up when she heard his voice. He ran to her and as he got next to the lady, took her in her arms. I got lost. I wandered around a little and decided that you will find me better if I stop moving, said Demir. You did well, my love. I am here now. Let's go to the inn and get some rest. Take my hand. They got the corner room on the third floor. There were candles lighting up over the entire place. Damir opened the balcony. A soft sea breeze entered, making the curtains dance. Some music could be heard coming from the street. Stephen took the princess by the back, holding her by the waist. The couple started dancing a little, following the symphony. As they kept moving, he kissed her neck and shoulders. She turned over, hold him while still balancing their body to the rhythm. They shared a soft kiss. They had joined their lips before, but that time they felt a warm wave that started at their mouths and kept coming down through their chest, rising up their body's temperature and the blood pressure. They looked 
into each other's eyes and smile with complicity, walking slowly until reaching the bed. While kissing her, Stephen delicately started opening Demir's blue dress, kissing every spot where he had opened the bottom, until taking it off and he could see her entire body, the source of his desire, that body he had now perfectly known. She then proceeded to take off the man's black leather vest, then opened his shirt. His pants were still trapped on his boots. He quickly removed everything. They lay down at the bed while holding, as they were seen to be melt into each other's arms. Their lips kept marking every spot they owned of the other's body. Stephen kissed her body front, but he took special care of her back, as he already knew it was her most sensitive spot. He passed his wet tongue all across it, from end to end. He was pleased, listening to her moan, as he kept traveling around her posterior upper anatomy, taking her to the sky. Temir turned on her back and took Stephen's head into her hand, made me yearn said the lady, before kissing him on the lips. Stephen managed to get into her legs and get himself into the lady treasure's chamber. So warm, eager into letting him in, they kept kissing until they finally reached their own symphony, the maximum level of love and pleasure. After they stopped performing, kissing her forehead, he said, This afternoon, I got really scared when I couldn't find you, my dear. Don't ever do that again. I'll be lost without you. They kept holding each other until falling asleep. They spent two more days at Ready Island, getting together, getting closer falling in love to each other, preparing their way to the Nuevian Pala.